Exactly. Hard year. How are you, Chris? Well, aside from almost dying, I'm okay. Oh, no. have, you, you uh, have you almost died again? Because I remember last time. No, no, no. Just the once. Just the one. Once per year. Once per year. Once per year. Awesome. Well, you know, it, it makes you feel alive, right? To, to I just know. like to have a thrill. That's all it is, Oliver. Does it? Yeah. So how do we want to do this? So, I mean, I think this came up. How did we come up with this? This was. Were we drunk again? I don't know. <laughs> when you say we. <laughs> but it's usually you drinking on, the, on these episodes. We, you know, we're normally the picture of sobriety, but, you know. <laughs> Um, it's, it's not a great, clear picture of sobriety. It's kind of a fuzzy, I think they're sober picture of sobriety. to another episode of Consultants Saying Things. I am Chris Lockhart, joined today by Phil Yanoff, Oliver Cronk, Wendy Keene. And um, interesting topic. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about um, you know, different types of personalities involved in consulting and in the workplace and business, et cetera. And in our sort of after we hit stop record, we had continued a conversation in which we we're talking about, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to actually like talk about some of those archetypes of people, of, of types of things, of things that happen to you in the business world, in consulting, et cetera, which then led to, hey, there are some really good meme accounts on Instagram and other places that parody and satire the workplace and the working environment. Now, general disclaimer, this none of this is to suggest that we in any way agree with any of these uh, memes that we're going to be talking about. And certainly our employers, this does not represent the official position of any of our current or previous employers. So with that, um, you know, I think, you know, what's kind of interesting about this, guys, is, um, you know, you, you could just scroll through some of these forever, right? I mean, some of these things are so ridiculous and so funny. We've pulled out, I think, some PG rated ones because some of them can get pretty edgy, right? Um, but some, and, and tried to stay away from politics and religion and all of those controversial subjects. But I think we can all agree, right? Something like the need to submit your timesheets every Friday, et cetera, deserves some mockery, right? So we've got some, um, some good memes that we've pulled out. And I think Phil is going to use some some wizard, some technical wizardry. Is that is that the right term, Phil? Right. To, I'm sure uh, that's all it is. You know what? I just figured out. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, how did this happen? And I realized I was absent last week. That is how all of this happened. I was, you know, I was having I had some car trouble. You guys get together. Probably there was drinking. Something happened. And boom, here we are mocking our trade. I get it. <laughs> I'm with you. One, the adult is out of the room one time. It's all I'm going to say. We lacked your guiding hand right here. <laughs> That's awesome. Here we are. But we're ready, um, aren't we? Yeah. So I think, you know, 
I, you know, we should probably, we should just leap right into it. So first of all, we should say, right. I'm, and we'll, we'll put up sort of all of the different accounts that we were mining through so that if people want to follow them on Instagram, they can, some of these are pretty funny. Um, and you can go down, it's like Wikipedia. You could like start researching something and go down this rabbit hole. And four hours later, you're looking at something completely different. That's what some of these accounts are like. So if you want to get lost for a few hours in some workplace memes, we'll give you all of those accounts to follow. But I think, I, um, yeah, go ahead. What we got to do is, uh, the thing is, you know, we should own the hashtag consultants saying things. So if you, in your world, go out and you find some really good memes, comment with the consultants saying things hashtag so we can find it. And that way, you know, we'll be to come back in a future episode. We'll get drunk again sometime and talk about this all another time. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's a fantastic idea. See, yeah. you, you're not only is that the, the 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 guiding hand of stability in in choosing topics, the technical acumen um, of the wizardry behind the the video controls. Um, you're also the uh, marketing and communications social media director, right? So you know, hang, hang on, hang to, on, Chris, you, yeah. you have missed one. What's that? Mall Santa. I thought we thought we agreed. Oh, Santa. Oh, there, Santa. there you go. Mall Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Mall Santa candidate. I'm I'm amassing my rejection letters now. <laughs> so Speaking we of thought, rejection letters, Chris. Maybe let's maybe let's look at the uh, the intern meme. Yeah, I think you know. Let's let's pull up one of these because I think that was that's a pretty good segue into one yeah. of these. That would be it looks like maybe slide fourteen, Phil. All right, pull let me that find. One up. A... I thought you had all these buttons ready to go. But, oh, there we go. Uh -huh. All right, so here this is a good one. I'm not I, this I've seen on several accounts. I'm not sure which one it belongs to, but. Um, I thought this was pretty on point, right? Don't even, you know, it's, it, it, we've talked about something like this kind of stuff before, right? Which is like, I have, I have all this experience. Yes, but you don't have this one thing. Therefore you're immediately rejected. I mean, this is kind of similar, right? This is a situation where it's like, you know, going to do the internship. Why? I, I want the experience. You don't have any experience. You can't have the internship. Here's a rejection letter. I thought that's pretty good. And the use of the Lego characters is also pretty. pretty I mean, that, that's what gets my, my vote is the, is the Lego character using yeah. anything with Lego. I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, I think that's fun. I like I it. I mean, is it, is now, it accurate is, still? I mean, is that's the accurate? question. Is it true? Right? Is this true? I want to. If, if you're the, if you're the cat out there, right, and you're interested in maybe an internship, you. and you see this meme, and you're like, ah, screw it, maybe I don't want to. Is it is it accurate, Wendy? I mean, I don't know. You you you've dealt with interns, right? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's partially true, this sort of endless loop that you go in, right, of trying to get experience. But on the other hand, I think there's a counterpoint here in that big firms, any firm for that matter, are looking for high talent and they're going to they're going to risk that and bring them on board and, and, and train them as well. So I don't know. It's it's sometimes true. It's a maybe from me. So this is a maybe. Uh, you know, I think I think there's you know, I think what it does parody, right, is like some of these big companies that get thousands and thousands of applicants, right? And they just like, you know, the bots have taken over, right? And it's, you know, you know, I'm, I'm fully qualified. Yes, but here's your rejection. It's like, how'd that happen? Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I think this is true. I mean, I, I really do. I hate to say it, but I think, I think there's an element there. I mean, it could also be the thing, right? We've talked about this before. Who are you applying to, right? If, if this is the type of company that you're applying to be an intern at, here's your signal. You probably don't want to work there. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Listen, people are going to say no. Lots of them are going to say no for whatever reason. But I think it's pretty easy to say this is probably one that is kind of true. You're going to get some rejections. 
Oliver, were you ever supplies, in the yeah, I, I think this applies to uh, other big companies as much as it does consulting firms, right? I remember as a graduate applying for a bunch of consulting schemes and I wasn't the most academic person, particularly at school. So I think I got rejected by a big bank and it felt very impersonal, right? It was just like computer says no. And um, I'd run through the assessment center and everything. Um, and so I went to work for a startup instead. And actually I had a lot of fun in the first part of my sort of career. But uh, yeah, no, I think this one gets the vote for me because particularly with the recruiting methods now, uh, and we touched on this in, the pre- in one of our previous episodes, right, about, about um, hiring, the kind of automated process sometimes some firms use means you can just be rejected straight off the bat because you don't have enough keywords in your, in your resume or something. Now, the least they could do is come up with something more creative, like, you know, giant skull and crossbones or like, you know, big stop sign. It just flashes up when you open the email, something rejected, written across the screen, something like that. So, all right. So let's, yeah, I think, what do we say then? I think this is true. Is that what? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> that, was, that was expensive, folks. That one, that right there. Easy, <laughs> easy. That's easy. Um, so, all right. So, if you're true, if you're thinking of maybe, so we we've got the intern, right? We got that covered. What about um, is it slide number one, right? If you're considering a career in consulting, so beyond the internship bit, maybe you're in university. We we talk to a lot of folks that are like uh, in a different career path and have thought about consulting and kind of want to maybe go that route. Um, there are some pros and cons to that lifestyle, right? First of all, I love this stock photo of this guy giving the thumb, thumbs up. It's like, he looks English for some Could reason, it? Oliver. Is, uh, is, is, it, is it a laser maybe? Maybe. He looks like his suit doesn't fit him, which is yeah. quite <laughs> What is that? Does that tell us he's American? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Apparently <laughs> <laughs> not from London. What's the implication? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that awesome. kind of classic new new to a new to profession you know new to yeah. profession right so don't have the expensive sharp suit of the, of the partner right not a, so not a university tie yeah kind of right yeah 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 but i like color. this one it looks like he's ready for a career in consulting i also okay. like the fact it's missed the career is misspelled which i'm assuming is deliberate <laughs> let's hope awesome. so so, or not, I don't know if it is. I mean, sort of, is it talking about careering, as in like careering off course uh, rather yeah, than right. a career? I don't know. But um, I mean, so look, I think you know, the no personal life, there's some truth to that, especially when you begin consulting, right? And as an analyst or an associate, no problems. There's a I mean, you get problems from day one, right? It's like you no know, personal life, no problems. I, I don't know. I don't know if both of those statements are true. I don't know if they go. Well, I, I, I think it's no personal life. There's no no problem with that. I think and you're all right. Coming. Yeah, I think that's, that's how you solve it. Yeah. I think that's their telling us. You got no personal life. You're in, gotcha. friend. You got no worries. You're in. We've got some for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's probably uh, the the big the big one that people talk about, right? Kind of the ridiculous timescales and lack of resources that you're often you know, you know, come across. So I think it's probably heavily cliched, but. You know, I think I'm, one I'm, of the things it is, it is heavily cliche. You know, the yeah. thing is, I think a thing is, you know, particularly when you're beginning the career. And of course, we just talked about it, the problem is you didn't get that internship to begin with. You got rejected so many times. So you never got a chance to practice this. Right. But I think a thing and because I'm talking to someone else who's just taken on a big role at a consulting company. Right. And so they've been off working on their own. So it's not that they're new to the workforce entirely, but they're going into a big consulting firm. And like, 
they have no sense of what the cadence of their week is supposed to be like, right? And so they're like, I don't know. And so, I mean, part of when I was talking to him this week and just this week was like, I said, you don't know. You so just ask, just go to go to people and say, go to the folks that you admire the most, go to your boss, go to whatever and ask the question, you know, if I'm, you know, people who are successful at this, what do their weeks look like? How do they manage their times and time in a way that helps them be successful? And you might not like all the answers, but if you express interest, that's a good place to start. But I think it's pretty easy, particularly in the front end of this is like, you just don't know what the world, what the what your week is going to look like. I think this one has some some truth. I mean, it certainly has for me. It's and it's also not just the 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 working hours, but also when you added travel on, right? So the Great. big question. Oh, and I also think there is a matter of um I went through it when I was a consultant, a young consultant. And so there is sometimes some of that passing down. But now the big question is, particularly after the pandemic and the great resignation, is that really going to unsettle this uh once and for all? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, don't let that go by. You used the term passing down. I mean, maybe not everybody's gonna know what you meant by that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I had to go through all that hard work and people looked at me as a young consultant. So I'm going to pass on that. You have to work hard now that I'm in a, a seat of a more more senior leadership. As, as we see it in other professions as well. It's not just consulting, but there's maybe a little bit of that indoctrination. Yeah. You know, sure. I think consulting is one of those maybe a little bit different than some other industries where as a young analyst, certainly as an analyst, the expectation is you leave the client at eight o'clock at night, you go back to the hotel with the other analysts, you all go to the club in the hotel, you set up your laptops and you work till three or four in the morning because that deck is due at eight. And it, you know, and there's gonna be a bunch of fixes probably sent out at about seven, you know, the partner or the director or whoever, you know, the, right. the classic PLS, you know, FIX, please fix, right? Slide 27, yeah. you know, the expectation is you're gonna be up all night, a lot of times through the week. And by the way, that weekend that you thought you were going to have, especially at 5 p.m. on a Friday when that, you know, oh, hey, we need this by Monday morning. A lot of people don't expect that. And I think that that meme is actually so I, I vote I vote true on that one. That's a, that's a truth for me. I vote yeah. true, too. Yeah. Do, do we get a fancy okay. graphic, Phil? Oh, hey. Uh, 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 we should have a sound. Why don't we have a sound? Bill, you can, that's in post. That's going to show up in post. Oh, no, I can put the sound in, but he's going to have to go back and do them. So. All right. So. All right. So you're in your consult. I think um, pull up uh, slide 12. And I think this is the first time we're actually going to name a consulting firm. And it's OK, because none of us have worked at this consulting firm previously. And it's always, you know, it always gets kicked around anyway. That's all right. They're the top of the pyramid anyway. But a kid who used to drown guests in Roller Coaster Tycoon, which a computer game that a lot of people played, right? It's now thriving at McKinsey. I guess saying like there's there's something, you know, psychopathic or sociopathic about people who like go into uh, this type of work, especially at a prestigious firm like McKinsey. I love the Machiavellian, the yeah, Machiavellian sort of nature. He's got a, he's got a grin on his face. He's like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, serial killer type of. <laughs> I think yeah, American Psycho, the business card scene, uh, yeah, it kind of springs to mind. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like kid who used to pull wings off of butterflies, right? Doing well in you know, thriving in Wall Street finance or something, right? It's that kind of uh, stick, which I think is great. Yeah. So 
is this true? Do you work around people that you think are just ruthless and Machiavellian? Or, or is it you? I mean, I guess I wouldn't admit to that, but, you know, it's, but, uh, you know, does this happen a lot? I mean, I, I think it's funny, but I don't know if it's true. Chris, I don't know if you've got one that talks to the sort of pyramid scheme, sort of nature of some of the big firms, but I think there are some cultural elements where perhaps some people can thrive by being quite ruthless. Um, because let's face it, some, not everyone makes it to the top of the pyramid. And um, sometimes you have to you have to kind of, well, I'm not saying you have to, some people choose to perhaps put uh, their position above that of the, the quality of life of their team, right? So um, making those sort of tough calls about people's personal, how much personal time people get. If that helps you get your director or gets your partner case, then, but again, heavily cliched probably. Yeah, I mean, I have an anecdote. This is true. This happened to me early on. I was in more technical consulting at the time, but it was still sort of on the business side of the house. But um, where it was basically like, yeah, you know, it's 6.30 or so. It's like, you know, people are getting kind of hungry, right? And you start losing focus towards the end of the day, especially if it's been busy, right? Um, lots of meetings or whatever. And um, there was a conversation about potentially leaving to go back to the hotel, et cetera, et cetera. And there was a manager at the time. And this person said to me, no, he's like, and I remember it was like this red faced, you know, this is what we do. This is our product. We're going to stay here. We're going to get this bleep bleep we're gonna get the you know that and the other it was sort of like holy shit was it right? was it wolf of wall, wolf, wolf of wall street style was it <laughs> no, no but it's like wow. you know it's uh you know it was it was what's what's that um glenn gary glenn ross with alec baldwin right you know coffees for winners right that sort of like was that mentality closers, of, yeah clo yeah right closers coffees yeah. for closers thank you um yeah but it's like you know i i think there's some element of truth and certainly look if you Let's be clear. We can poke fun at McKinsey all day long, but McKinsey is not Accenture, right? There is a difference in sort of prestige and pace and, you know, a company that only recruits from Harvard Business School and things of that nature is different than a school that come one, come all kind of thing. I mean, it's different. It really is. And I'm not saying they're better. They're different, right? And, you know, I think, so there is an element, as you said, Oliver, of ruthlessness, you're going to have to step on some heads if you want to make senior partner at McKinsey. And there are people that have that personality and maybe they killed people in roller coaster tycoon when they were kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, that's kind of a, I mean, you know, I know that in certain, I, I don't know those organizations, right. But in some places, like they do things like force rank people, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. and force ranking is one of those things that if it's if, if you're in an environment where this is the way they do things you pretty you know there will be clawing <laughs> there will be tooth and nail fights right yeah and you know, stack upper, ranking, upper, upper out yeah. upper out models right it's up, like up, yeah, right. Yeah. we're, we're going to get yeah. rid of the bottom 10 percent, 15 20 yeah. percent every year they're good they're they could be the ceo of ge but they're not as good as the people that are you know what i'm saying and it's like okay well you take that with a grain of salt i'm, I'm still pretty good but I'm not as good as my peers, right? It's like maybe you yeah, should yeah. maybe you should try harder. I don't know. <laughs> Be more ruthless.
That's interesting. You know, I thought I felt like tech consulting was this way for a really long time. I mean, all of tech was this way because I felt like the environment just kept getting more and more complicated all the time. So, you know, we went from, you know, when you first started like on the PC side of it, and I always think about this in this way. If you first started like doing PC consulting, you could know everything there was to know about PCs. And then the hardware went down a path and the software down a path and then the software cut off into this. And then there was the what do large fields of this look like. But I felt like this was like the world's longest running IQ test because it just kept getting more and more complicated all of the time. But uh, I'm not sure, I'm not saying that anyone else is immune to that, but it would, this felt really intense to me 20 years ago. Yeah, especially in an industry like technology where, where things, yeah, we won't say how long ago it was, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but like in technology where things like, you know, I know everything there is to know about Oracle, right? But I don't know jack about um, Azure or whatever, whatever, whatever it is, right? right. I, I'm an Azure guy, but I don't know anything about AWS, right? And so it's like you get these pocketed sure. skill sets and I think it becomes very, very competitive. I mean, yeah. I, so I, I think this, this particular one, I think is sort of situational. Right. If yeah, you're at a top law firm, it's a maybe. Yeah, it's a maybe. It's a maybe. Do we have a maybe, Phil? Do we have a maybe? There's a, Plausible. There's a button for this if I can find it. <laughs> Wait for it. I thought this was all ready to go. Wait for it. <laughs> I moved my uh, cursor off the wrong way. Here That's we go. it. Oh, there we we're we're going to have to force rank you, Phil. Okay, there we go. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. Nice. You can edit the pause out and post. Mm. Definitely we'll leave it in for comedic, comedic value. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> well, the thing is, you can't see me sweat because I was off camera. So. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, let's let's let's. All right. So you're in. Let's say you're at McKinsey, right? You you you're in there. You're doing the work. A little bit about, you know, sort of the pace and the rigor. Can you pull up? Is it slide two? Can you pull up slide two? Phil. I'm coming. Let's see. Five, four, three, two. This this may be like culturally specific. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I don't. You know, nine a.m. seems pretty late for a start for a consultant. I would think. <laughs> right. Um, but there's a certain element of truth to this, especially depending on how late you took the client out the the previous night. Right. It's sort of like. I got to get up. Um, I got to roll out of bed and, and get to work. This, or, this, or now with yeah. the rem with the remote work, you know, people can literally roll out of bed. <laughs> That's how they look on the Zoom. You just can't see. It, right? <laughs> okay, this right. was my thought. Like, I feel like there is a lot more truth to this now, especially with uh, with the Zoom world. And can I just tell you, when I was looking at this picture, I. I swear that that gentleman worked for me. <laughs> and it's then <laughs> in the pandemic, his hair could. Like I'm not sure. I know him. I know that guy. <laughs> I, I think it could be. <laughs> so we should say there's probably a copyright infringement here. This is a screenshot <laughs> from 90 Day Fiance, which is a television show in the United States. <laughs> Tracks oh. people who are oh. trying to get into the country or get into another oh. country and take advantage of the visa process to find a mate. Um, but this is this character. His name is Big Ed. I think is the character name he goes by. Um, I, and how do I know this? Because I'm married. I watch, I'm forced to watch some of these. Things. Wow! I, I had no idea that this was a real thing. See, this is the way I look on a Zoom call. Oh. If, I'm not, if my if my hair's <laughs> not done, room. I look yeah. just like this. So nice. 
Uh, I will admit, by the way, in this, uh, and it, and it's not because I'm, I'm usually ready. I get up. I'm, I'm not, that's not my thing. But um, there are times like this is just too terrible. And I have like sat here because I am the technical dude playing around with stuff. I have recorded a 30 second loop of myself just nodding like this and then played it back into the camera and then gone off and done something else during a call. I have done that. <laughs> That's amazing. In fact, it was three episodes ago. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Wait, hold on a second. I'm doing it. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> so, I mean, is it Oliver? Is this true? Is this true in your experience? Um, hmm. Yes. And I would say going beyond this. Uh, you know, there's bench, you know, the bench time when people aren't on projects. I, uh, I heard from someone who basically was watching Netflix a lot of the time, pretty much in bed. Um, because partly because they were so burnt out from the previous project, right. And the previous project they were on was pretty horrific, um, by any, by any sort of stretch. So, yeah, I mean, so you could even, you could even put a laptop in that picture with, you know, with, with, with sort of, you know, Netflix, whatever, and perhaps personal laptop and work laptop, maybe next to each other. But, well, yeah. this dude is on Netflix. I mean, he, he actually, <laughs> yeah, he actually, yes, he actually right. is on Netflix. That's awesome. But he still looks like a guy that works for me. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, it's the actual showing up, right? I mean, the whole thing, Oliver's taking it past the next part where the dude doesn't even show up at all, right? I mean, we're talking about bench time. And the thing is, you know, and I worked for a company where we had somebody not show up for four months and nobody noticed, right? I mean... So wow. I was like, that was a movie. Wow. I was like, this is pretty incredible. What great management. I mean, I, I'm going to guess there was like a weekly phone. You're alive. Yeah. I mean, no timesheets, nothing. Right. Because they were. I mean, but, if you, but pull that back up again. He looks like he's he's he had a rough night, though, doesn't he? Didn't he look like. Well, there's probably all of that, too. I think, you know, you led into this like exactly what we're looking at. And it's, like you said, it's the full day. And then there was the night on top of it. And, yeah. you know, you're burning the candle at both ends. And this is what it looks like when you're burning the candle at yeah. both ends. Yeah. Which is, and by the course, way, why I keep my hair cro cropped short. See, like right. Oliver's got this figured out, right? Just crop the thing short. And, you know, if it looks like it needs combed, it's too long. And that way you can get away with a lot of stuff you couldn't get away with otherwise. You, you, damn, you've, you've got my playbook to the two there. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So, so Wendy, this was yours. You, this is true. Is this true then? What do you, what do you, well, I think, you rank I think this is true for some people. It is of course, situational and person <laughs> dependent, but there's some truth we can relate to in this. I think. So, you know, the, the thing that caught me, I think it's true too. And I think we got a verdict on this, but I think the, the thing that caught me about that is, you know, so he's, he's the, the meetings at nine, he's waking up at eight fifty seven. that leads you to slide three, which is the next one, Phil which is, and we mentioned this, I think maybe last week or the week before, right? You're making edits to the deck right before the meeting begins. Or I mentioned the case where I was further in the deck than they were presenting, making edits in the deck ahead, like just ahead of where it was being presented. Uh, well, I have to say, I think, I think that's, that's awesome. <laughs> there's new collaboration features, you know, the online, the online collaboration where you can edit the same deck remotely whilst it's being presented. I think have saved many, many a consulting career. Very yeah, you know, for sure. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, 
you know, Google Slides is is good for that. PowerPoint, I know they're they're working on improving that. Uh, but you know, if you're using PowerPoint on Teams or you know SharePoint or something like that, the lag, like you know, it's like oh, there's this, it's this, you know, and you have that thing. But so you know, you're you're constantly like you know, right before the meeting, you get that partner yep. email, like oh hey, Not did right. you know hey did we include that graphic of the triangle that I really like? It's like shit. Okay, I gotta go find that right and drop it in. You know, we'll make it, let's make it appendix material. No, no, no. I want, I want it up front in the front part of the deck. It's like, what? This, it blows up the story. We have a story here. I can't just insert a slide wow. in the middle of the story. True. Yeah. True. I, yeah, I think that's a, that's an easy one. Hold on here. It's uh By the way, uh, at Consulting Humor is, is a really, really funny uh, Instagram account. There we go. It is true. Ta-da. We vote true. True. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, where do we want to jump to next? Let's see here. All right. So you're making last minute edits to the slide right before the meeting. You didn't know. Is that it? Oh, did That's we insert four. one? Oh, I'm sorry. Six. Let's pull up slide six. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're in the meeting. Um, that's there, there. There we go. Here we go. Yeah, this is it. All right. You've made all the edits that you thought were appropriate. All right. You've got the deliverable that you worked all night to create based on exactly what the client requested, right? And what you get, right, is in the meeting, a lot of feedback that is completely going to require, like completely redoing all of the content. It's either the scope has changed or there's a new person in the room that wasn't present in the last meeting or something. And now it's like all this work that you've done, useless, or at the very least requires a significant amount of rework. I think this is true, by the way. I think yeah. this is hundred percent true. Scope scope creep, right? I mean it happens happens a lot. And uh often it's because not the right stakeholders involved. Like, oh yeah, we're talking to the manager at the client, not the director or the VP or whoever makes really makes the decisions and they find out about it and they come to the meeting and all of a sudden the whole thing just sort of changes out of all recognition. Um but I would say some firms love that, right? Because it's like, oh, you want to make changes. Great. It's we can, a change we can order. make changes. I think it's true as well, and it can also depend on on the leader. You know, sometimes you might have a a leader that has all sorts of different thoughts, and you were thinking one thing in the last meeting, and now they've come up with something else, and they want to go in a different direction, and so they're a little bit non sequitur. I think that happens too. Yeah, Phil. I mean, you've I know you know people that are (laughs) like live this right. Yeah, maybe you live yeah. this. No, no. We're, I mean, we've been. To, the thing is, I've seen both. I've seen this happen at every level, right? And some, and like you said, sometimes this actually makes sense. I mean, that somebody you need to make a change because you missed a thing, right? I was. I'm. I might have told the story here before, but I was in a Oracle implementation where a key stakeholder was out of the room, and people made a decision in the room. The Oracle consulting people went off and made decisions on it, and it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to fix this missed requirement in post because the wrong people were in the room when the decision was made about how this was done and it was never reviewed with the key stakeholders. So it can be that, but I also think of other projects that I've been on where we said, hey, listen, we have, we're, we're delivering on the next week or whatever. And we call that, we just do a feature freeze, right? And it's like, no more, no new requests, no changes. This this is the way this thing is getting delivered in this moment. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's real consequence because you've got real dollars at work and you've got change requests right. and things. You know, I think, you know, the, for this, the, by the way, the, this account is uh, Ben and Company, which is obviously a play on words for a larger firm, but great Instagram account to follow Ben and Company. But, you know, in this particular case, I think it's like, you know, hey, we stayed up all night. We worked on all these slides. We go into the meeting and the client's like, yeah, but, you know, I want it blue or I want this or, you know, this, that, the other. And, and the, you know, sometimes that's really easy to fix, right? And sometimes you want to be able to, so you can add, you know, you can, all well, the scope increase, it's going to cost more. There's all that sort of stuff. But the other bit of that is like, you know, if you, if all of it's based on a model, for example, let's say you've got a, a model of some sort and you're doing a cost takeout for something, you've got this model and you've constructed all of the content based on the model. And if the change that the client's asking for is in the model, it's like, holy shit. Now it's like everything is changed. Right. And it's sort of like, I think this also speaks to thinking through when you're creating content for a client, anticipating some of these things, right. And not sort of hardwiring stuff together, right. You've got to make sure that the content is reusable enough, flex fungible enough, right. That some things can move around and it's the story still holds together. Because if the story fundamentally changes, now you got a really big problem, right? Right. But don't you also think that some people maybe try and screw with consultants for fun? And do you know what I mean? I I I I know <clears throat> you know there are some people that like to kind of get get a kick out of uh, you know you're borrowing my watch to tell me the time, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna play with you a little bit here. Right. Yeah. Well, but we don't mean this at the fun level. I mean, because we've you know, you've been in these. I've certainly been in these meetings, right, where there's some dude that just and I'm sorry, I said, dude, it is usually a dude that's got this problem who so much wants to be in control of this thing that he just kind of laced up. And, you know, you can spot these cats at a Starbucks because they're the ones that say, I want half oat, half coconut soy something diet freeze half foam yeah. gluten-free no foam blah no you yeah. know yeah with no whip and it, and it you know it's a it's 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 an essay question their order is the is an essay and like that the kind of cat is like look they're just here to exert control so then oh. you got to figure out how you're going to deal with that but this does happen i mean i i don't know how we see this is not true this i happens. think it's true yeah Do we have true true on this one by the way, what's this from? What, this is a screenshot, right? The background. This is from a TV show, I think, of some sort. A game show? I think this might right. be from uh, Phone Jacker or Face Jacker in the UK. Mm. It looks like the character from that. But I might looks be wrong. maybe like a banker or something. Okay, all right. Well, so let's, it. let's talk about that that corporate culture with the, the, the dudes, right, that um, like making the changes. So the slide four, which is the one that you were bringing up before. Right. So this is this is sort of like a meme sort of maybe this is culturally specific. Right. So if you think about I still have the wrong one. Pause. Slide seven. I'm sorry. That's my bad. I was. Yeah, I was wondering. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. It's like, you know, there we go. That's what I meant. That's the slide. There we go. Yeah. So this one. Right. This may be culturally specific. Right. Because what they're talking about is, you know, the Midwest of the United States in sort of an older Rust Beltish type town that maybe most of the businesses have gone away. But there's still some giant manufacturing center that employs all of the people and they have folksy sort of Midwestern style of, of talking. And what caught me was uh, the Linda character. who She's like, you know, corporate's not going to like that. You're, you're instituting change and we don't do change here. We've made steel the same way for 150 years. And, you know, these tractors that we make here, 
you know, this, you, that's how we make them. Right. Like this guy, Randy, we can't change that. We've always done it this way. You hear it at these, like, you know, these companies, especially in manufacturing, especially in some of these older centers of manufacturing, right? Um, maybe it's not true elsewhere in the world, but they do get to work very early. <laughs> the parking lot's full very, very early. I don't know if that's like after they've milked the cows or whatever, then they go into the <laughs> the thing. Wow. <laughs> Just throw them under the bus. Chris. Brutal. Brutal. Chris is um, anti-Midwest. I don't even know what that's called. But you live not that far away from this region that we're talking about. No. Oh, look at him. Really, no, I um, <laughs> no, I did grow up in the Midwest, but I really... Oh, I know. That's, I was and trying I to provoke you choir. and I wasn't getting a reaction. I was like, yeah. how extreme do I have to push your buttons? And, <laughs> I'm right there. That's right. Well, I think there's also an aspect of they really relate to. You look at sort of the the restaurants down there on the bottom. The you know sort of the chain restaurants. That's it. That's that's truth. And 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 of course there is challenge when you're a consultant and you're sent to these sort of places and you're you're all alone and it's not that exciting and you're traveling every week. Right. That's the other part of the stereotype. Yeah, it's different if you're going to Manhattan and you get to go to you know. Nobu or like, I don't know, some like fancy restaurant somewhere right in the city versus, you know, going to Applebee's in, you know, Peoria, Illinois. Not that there's anything wrong with that city, but, you know, it's not it's not L.A. Right. Kind of thing. I don't know. I think I think there's truth to this because, you know, but but it didn't get started, though, from the fact that no matter where you were in the world, a lot of times you're getting called into these consulting gigs and you are in New York, Chicago, Paris, London, Mm. wherever. Right. But I mean, you're in places that are cultural and city centers and you're like you've and you've managed to have a series of meals in places that you never would have been in otherwise. And then someone invites you to. And the thing is, I'm afraid to name a Midwest town. I know the name of because something terrible may be going on there. I don't know. But you, then you are placed in some spot and you're like, there's nothing here. Right. Yeah. This is. There's and, no there there. And I like I like the consultants sitting in the dark at 5 p.m. plus because for whatever reason, like, and I've been in a lot of these towns and it's like it seems to get dark early for some reason. And it's cold. It's like I just have this. Maybe I was always there in the winter. I don't know. It's not just that it's dark and cold, but I've been in places like this where the lights were programmed to turn off after everybody left and they just assumed everyone was gone. And I've been in like conference rooms full of people, full of us. Right. And poof, the lights go off. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We just assumed no one would be here. And it's not five, but it's usually six. But yeah, I I was at a client where the. I was a client in the uh, warm regions of the United States where the air conditioning shut off at a certain time. It was right? Same it's thing. A, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I was about to say the same. I, I, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I remember working on a technology project and I, every night the aircon would, would kick off and we'd all start freezing. Cause I think it was, you know, it was the other way around. It was the heating that had gone. Yeah. It certainly gave you an incentive to sort of, you know, get it done so you could get back to the hotel. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, these places, you know, I think there's a parody there too, right? In the you waiting like 60 minutes for an Uber and things of this nature, right? It's I was like, going to ask you to yeah, explain I that just, part of the meme. So I, no, I, I, I get that now. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, it doesn't have to be Midwest, US. I mean, and I'm thinking, I don't want to name names, but I remember someone who had a big consulting gig for a European client, which their headquarters is in the middle of nowhere. And it was the same thing. And he was like, oh, I hate going there. And yes, it's a giant prestigious brand 
with nothing going on in their town. Yeah. And you have a two-year project ahead of you. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Hack your lunch every day because there's not even a cafeteria. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just yeah. going to ask people if they can figure out who this giant brand is that's globally known with their yeah. headquarters in the middle of nowhere. I know who it is. <laughs> we won't name it. you do. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So I think this is true. I'm going to call true on this one. Oops. Definitely true. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, maybe, maybe it's not true in in Britain. I don't know, Oliver. Uh, all, I think I think there are him. there are there are bits of Britain that would probably relate yeah. to your your. I I didn't I didn't nod because obviously I don't know the Midwest terribly right. well. I mean I've heard of it. Uh, well, and the thing is, it says Midwest because I think most people in the U.S. kind of understand that there's this, this that you know we have two coasts and then this giant cultural desert in the middle is the way people imagine the U.S. being. <laughs> That's the way. I mean, I'm not saying it is that way, but but the thing is, it could have said Mid South and it would have still been right. But I mean, that's but no one knows that's Tennessee and you know. Kentucky, that that space is right there, but say it could have been the same thing, and it would have been a Chili's. By the way, you'd have been gone to a really great dinner at Chili's, unless the unless the Olive Garden was closer. <laughs> Olive Garden is is also pretty good. Hold so on. now you're in McKinsey, you're doing amazing work, right? Um, and Oliver, this is what you were talking about about you know you're going to take my watch from me and tell me the time, right? There's a little bit of truth to this. I think that everyone should be aware about, right? And it's not just McKinsey, right? There are other companies that sort of operate like this, right? It's in other words, you know, we don't we don't do the work. We just let you know what needs to be done, right? You know, we don't. If we're a cleaning service, everything here is dirty. Thank you. That'll be a million dollars. We're out of here, right? You need to find someone else to clean the place. This is the very definition of advisory consulting. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> but, but, but also, but also. oh, do you have another building over there? Is, mm. is maybe that dirty as well? <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Great. But we'll, we'll, be back, we'll be back for the next five months, yeah? yeah. Tell you that the buildings are dirty. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there was a great commercial in the U.S. not that long ago of, uh, you know, they're sitting in a boardroom and, um, you know, Bob says, you know, I think I think we should go out and we should we should, you know, do it like this. We should we should do it like this. Right. And the CEO guy, he's at the end of the table. He's like, I just I just don't know that that's right. And then he looks at the guy from FedEx or whoever it was that they were advertising. And that guy who's super smart and in a better suit, he goes, no, no, no. I think we should do it like this. And the guy's like, yes. Oh, my God. We should definitely do it like that. And it's the same thing. Right. Said in a different way. And I think so. I think there's some truth uh, to that. And I think that, you know, if you're again, if you're the cat on the ground, you should be aware that, you know, some of these companies only do implementation, only do execution, only do the cleaning and the meme. Right. And then there are other companies that only do the hey, this place is dirty. You got any other places we could check out? You got to find someone to clean this place. Right. And, you know, it's the assessment stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a good point, right? Because there's, there's some undercurrents here for me too, right? The having big teams or teams of, you know, a lot of people, including junior people. And so then now you end up with these really big efforts or, you know, um, sort of the stereotype around taking template assessments and sort of playing them back and you know, check your, your, your place is dirty, right? So I think there's some, some undercurrents there too. So lastly, I think um, slide 18. Oh, wait, did we say this is true? This is true, right? Mm -hmm. Ta-da, true. So, Indeed that. 
let's just say then that you're not just doing the assessment and let's skip to slide 18. You're actually doing the work or you are helping the client find someone to do the work, right? You spend all this time, right? It's like, we, we are the consultants. We know what's best. Let's figure this out. Right. And then, you know, the assessment or the strategy, the advisory piece is done. Someone has to come in and implement it. And the people that come in to implement it, even if they're from another part of your company, somehow just don't get it right. <laughs> it's like, not only is it not right, it's useless, right? It's like, you can't even use the toilet paper in this scenario. I I want to offer a counter position to this one, right? Because sure. I've probably spent more of my career receiving consultancy services, as, you know, probably more that way around. And I think there was a bit of, we poke fun about borrowing watch, tell time, et cetera. But there's also a bit of, sometimes consultants just completely misread the brief and they'll come up with a beautiful sounding solution, but it's completely missing all the practicalities on the ground, right? Mm. And yeah, you can say, oh, no, these people are afraid of change or whatever. But actually, sometimes there are genuine, there are genuine requirements there that because they don't fit into, as Wendy was saying, the nice pro forma assessment. Oh, you know, that, that's not on our maturity assessment. So, we, you know, we, we, don't, we won't take that into consideration. It doesn't come out of the sausage machine considered. And then you try and implement what, what, you know, what you've kind of been handed. And uh, it, it's not, never going to work. So I think there is a, a counter argument to this one as well, right? So we're we saying it's a maybe. What do you think, Wendy? I think it speaks to a greater strategy execution gap that is often there in consulting and not. I mean, even if the consultants did do that great scientific work and, you know, the comparison of over and under, as we see there, there's still a big gap and we still implement a lot of stuff like you see on the bottom. It's there's a challenge in translation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think we rank this as a maybe. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, All right. Time for one last one. Like, okay. So it, we just talked about the gap between strategy and execution. And I think slide nine is one of my favorites. Um, I've seen this a number of times. We're beating up on McKinsey again, but you know, it's sort of like the classic. Expect, expect, expect the lawsuit. I know the lawsuits will fly. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Or a job offer. Hey, you know, um, but no, it's, you know, the classic trolley, you know, do you kill the one person or the, or the five or whatever? And of course the great McKinsey consultant, Hey, we can solve this in a completely different way. Right. In this case, <laughs> the people are the problem. Let's just get rid of them all. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I agree. It's funny. I don't know that it's true. About that Machiavellian. Thing. I like that's a kid doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. even straight, right? It's sort of this, like, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the trolley problem for anyone who wants to know that it's a it's a proper philosophy. Oh, I can't even say that word. Philosophy, uh, philosophy kind of problem, right? But no, I I think it's very funny. But no, I agree. I don't. I, uh, maybe it's right. out of the box thinking. So, so just quick final thought. I know we've all got stuff to do. Um, so how useful are, you know, if someone is interested in consulting, should, should, do we recommend that they go to any of these accounts and scroll through some of these memes? How useful are the memes in terms of coming up with, you know, an idea of what a consulting career would be like? Uh, so my take on this is, no, I think they are better for people in consulting who want to let off steam, right? 
I think they, they, you can't really understand the joke unless you're in the environment. I think before I'd gone into a consulting environment, I wouldn't have appreciated the humour um, because it's completely out of context. So I think before, it, maybe there's a few that perhaps indicate some warning signs, but I think, that, I think they're more appreciated by people in the thick of it. I agree 100%, Oliver. They're, they're, they're funnier to us where we have the context. And I think the other part is, you know, things are shifting on a number of these fronts. And so it's it's also good to go in with fresh eyes and in uh, the way things are now and can be. Right. Philip von Yanoff. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Two great philosophers on this regard. Voltaire said, the most important decision you make every day is to be in a good mood. And I think you got to be able to figure out how to laugh at yourself, right? And I think, you know, the other one, uh, Annie, what's her name from uh, the movie Texasville? And she said something like, it's either uh, laugh, how's it laugh about everything or cry about nothing? No, that can't be right. Let, but the point is, we can laugh at this. And it's just to be in a good mood and to say, you know what? Yes, there are people making jokes because quite frankly, we are in a privileged position. People are paying us for our thinking and I just can't imagine having been in a better spot. That's perfect. We'll leave it right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, thank you, so Phil, good. Oliver, Wendy. Um, I'm Chris Lockhart. We will have all of the meme accounts from Instagram uh, listed out there for you to follow and laugh along with us. So thanks, guys. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. We'll see everyone next time.